Part of growing up in Texas is playing football. And perhaps the greatest thrill a football player can have is winning the Texas High School State Championship. This little part of the world we live in has a bit of grandeur to it. Playing for your school and representing your community has a unique pride that only a Texan would understand. As the players strap on their helmets and buckle up, some will soon realize this dream. I'm Ken Hall, the Sugarland Express. The Texas High School Football Championships are coming up next. Alrighty, guys, welcome back into Heated Agreement. Today it is me and Woody, me as in Chorfee, bringing in our boy Tobin to talk some Texas high school football. Um, but before we get into that, Tobin, you are our resident Spurs fan, so you can have the last laugh. We have some breaking news. James Harden has just been traded to the Nets in a blockbuster trade. There's picks going everywhere. Oladipo to the Rockets, Jared Allen to the uh, – where'd he end up? Cleveland. Yes. Yeah, to Cleveland. Uh, Tobin, I'll, I'll let you take the floor first. Reactions, I know you're laughing at us, so get it out. Get it out, son. I mean, it, it, it was an ev- inevitable. Uh, I mean, for a, for a city that calls themselves Clutch City, uh, it's just that, – that just really – it, it's funny to me because you'll have it one since what 95 and that was 94 95 and that was also if if jordan would have been playing i mean who knows if clutch City. oh don't give me that <laughs> no but but in all honesty uh as much crap as i give you about the rockets and them never winning a championship i think this is actually a good thing for the rockets uh first off you get uh all those picks they're protected and then the pick swaps as well also, uh, you get Oladipo. I mean, he's not on the same level as Harden, but uh, it doesn't just put the Rockets as a bottom dweller. Oladipo's solid. He's gonna he's gonna get his. He's a solid player both ways on the court. And so, I think uh, this was the best case scenario that the Rockets could have hoped for. Yeah. And if the Texans are listening, uh, take note because that's how you're supposed to get get deals for your best players. So, Woody, do you you want me to review? Go against yeah, it real mean, quick, or you got something? So, this is just the nature of the NBA. Like, this is the way the climate has gone, right? Mm-hmm. You're not – unless you are one of the top three teams, there's no point in holding on to your talent when you can get valuable assets for it, number one. Right. So, even if the Rockets wanted to keep Harden, why would you right now, right? When you can build for the future and then go make your run later. The duo of John Wall and James Harden is not going to compete with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, with uh, Kawhi and Paul George. It's just not. It's not the same kind of team. For sure. So the Rockets had their run. Anybody that thinks the Rockets were better this year than last year or the year before, they're wrong, right? So at that point, what's the harm? You got the best years of James Harden. Mm -hmm. He's 31 years old now. He looks fat as shit. Yeah. You've got, you already got the best in an amazing trade. You got the best years of James Harden. 
So now, cash high. Like, they sold very, very high on James Harden. They did a good job. So the trade. Especially especially when it was well-known he wanted out of town. Yeah, all things can. Very hard to trade players when they want out. Ask the Spurs. (laughs) When you (laughs) think, go (laughs) bury him him real quick. It it wasn't that. You got DeRozan and you got Jakob Pertl. Mm-hmm. And you probably could have got more, but the Spurs already knew what they had coming in. They had DeJounte Murray, Derek White, and they've also gone and they went and got Keldon Johnson and Lonnie Walker. So, so like you said, it's there's no reason to hold on to your talent and get them while you can. They got DeRozan to, I guess, you know, right weather out the storm a little bit while they were rebuilding that backcourt. Now mm-hmm. they need to rebuild the front court because Jakob Pertle isn't going to do it and LaMarcus Aldridge is getting old. But they have somewhat. Uh, re- hey, hey, hey! He's court. he he's been old. Yeah, he's not getting old. <laughs> he's been old. He's he's been old. But but the Spurs- he's like he's like Tim Duncan, circa 2010. He's been old. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, if you think about it, though, he's still productive. He gets you know 15 and seven, 15 and eight a game. Oh yeah, that- no, he's smaller. He he's still got that little elbow shot. Yeah, and uh, he's he's still very deadly until I, I'll. I'll to the day I die, LaMarcus Aldridge cannot hit mentally, will not let himself make a shot once he steps across the three-point line. When he comes back and shoots a three, he cannot make it. Takes one yeah. step inside, he's deadly. He's deadly. Anything inside the three-point line, he can make anything. It, it cracked me up that one. I think it was a playoff series they were playing the Spurs, and it was like – he was murdering us from everywhere inside the three-point line. And, like, deep, too, it wasn't just, like, the short elbow or the high post or in the block. It was everywhere inside yeah. the three-point line. And, like, it was, like, he came down, nothing but net, like a foot or two inside the three-point line, comes down the next drive, and uh, next possession comes down and shoots a three, and it is the ugliest shit he puts up the entire series. <laughs> Yeah, that I will. That's something I'll never forget till the day I die, and it'll be a lasting image I have of him when he retires. But that doesn't surprise me. Um, real quick, I'm gonna go on a rant about James Harden. Let's hear it. Should I keep it PG or should I just let my emotions flow? I think you should let it rip. I, I'm sure you're feeling this all- podcast has never been PG. Why change it now? Kid show, <laughs> so not a kid show. No, I'm joking. <laughs> do you remember when we first started this podcast and you went on the Kevin Sumlin rant? Me? Yes. No, but I was drunk for the first 10 episodes we, <laughs> we recorded. He was something like the main Kevin Sumlin got his mangy fucking hands on it. This is going to oh, be worse yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So James Harden, this, this goes out to my former favorite basketball player in the NBA, James Harden. I hate you. You were literally, literally given the keys to the kingdom. They said, these is your kingdom right here, Houston Rockets. This is your kingdom. Do with it what you want. You tell us, and we make it happen. We sell the farm for our old-ass Chris Paul, and it looks pretty good for a little bit. But guess what? He's old. His hamstring goes out. And then you're like, you know what? I don't like playing with Chris Paul anymore. Get rid of him. Okay, so we get rid of him. And every time we get rid of somebody, obviously we're losing assets. You want to play with Russell Westbrook. Okay, we do that. One year, one freaking year, and you're like, eh, I don't like playing with him. 
And then all of a sudden we get rid of Westbrook for John Wall, which is not the greatest trade, but I mean, we didn't have a lot to give and get in return. And you're like, I don't want to play with John Wall. We can't win a championship. Get me out of here. And, and you're all pissed off at management when you're the one that's been making the effing deals. Like what the, and then you're all pissed off at the team that you basically caused. And you're like, they can't win a championship. So you come into camp fat and out of shape, looking like all you did was eat chicken wings off of strippers for six months. And you're like, Oh, we can't win a championship. Get me out of here. I want to go somewhere where I can win a championship. Your fat ass can't even make it down the floor. You're the slowest person in the NBA right now. And you tanked a franchise because in today's NBA, everybody has to keep their superstar happy or else they're going to walk. The Rockets did what you're supposed to, kept their superstar happy, locked him up, let him make the calls, let him pick his coaches. And then the one time, we don't pick the coach or GM you want, and, but we still get him on the freaking staff. You're like, nah, fuck it. I'm out of town. Fuck you, James Harden. Fuck you and your mangy-ass beard and your bald-ass head that you hide like LeBron fucking James. Fuck you. So, but that's just the NBA. That's no, I, why I, I, I get it. I get that's it. why I can't watch an NBA game unless I bet on it. It's, no, I, I get it. Like, if you think... If you think every your, NBA player is not going to be like that, you're out of your mind. No, so imagine that, that's imagine. that's your NBA. I've had a whole different NBA experience. Well, well yeah, you play for the one program, or you root for the one program that doesn't run it that way. Yeah, and until, look at where it's gotten them in the last ten years. My like LeBron James well, has been I mean, the GM of whatever team years. he's been at since Miami. Yeah. For sure. That's just the NBA. No, that LeBron James yeah, is the, the reason. Of the beast no, now. LeBron James is the reason the NBA is like that. Absolutely. When he um, went to Miami, it changed the game forever. Correct. And nothing brought a smile to my face more than when Dirk beat them that first year and then the Spurs dismantled it that last year. Yeah. Yep. Um, I so I, I was and I said Dirk, Dirk beat I'm, them because literally Dirk did beat them. No, it was, it no, was Dirk. Dirk that was one of the greatest finals performances of all time. Yeah. Um, Somebody came out with an interview with, with Dirk the other day, and literally it talked about how much Dirk hated the Miami Heat. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dirk's uh, like one of the nicest humans to ever walk this planet. Mm-hmm. But I, I have, I've heard like stories from someone that knows Dirk pretty well. And apparently like, he just hates certain people and certain things. And when he does, he becomes the meanest human on earth. Like, I don't <laughs> I remember what player it was, but they had to trade him out of Dallas that next day. He called Cuban and said, if you don't trade him, I'm, I'm not playing. I don't remember what player it was, but that's just who Dirk is. Yeah. Shit. Um, you know, and I get it's the, uh, the nature of the NBA today, but that was coming from not me as a – a guy writing sports blogs or me coming out as a podcast host. It's me as a fan of the Houston Rockets, the Rockets and the Astros and the Aggies are the three things that like, so how you are with the Aggies, I am with those other two, the Texans, not as much. Not true. I've been cheering diehard for the Astros and the Rockets since I was a little kid, but yes, you have, but, 
you would miss a playoff Rockets game. You would you would give up watching the Rockets for the rest of your life if it meant that A and M would win a national championship. Ooh, you would. Well, I mean, three years ago, I would have not now because I know I don't need to do that because it's right on the horizon. No, you would do it right now. But dang, what? Okay, so it's it's not the exact same. But I'm saying the passion that I have for those two isn't because I support Houston teens. It's because of the memories. I, I actually have memories in, of cheering for them and doing it like with my dad and my sister uh, and my siblings and my mom, like sitting around the living room and everybody going nuts when a shot gets hit or stuff like that or a home run gets hit. Um, that, that came from the heart where it's like, you know, James Harden brought a lot of good memories, but at the same time, it's been like, you know, as, as a Rockets fan the past, how long has he been there? Eight years? Something like that? Yeah, um, probably somewhere around there. It's been a lot of, you know, that basketball will never win. And I was like, you know, if it weren't for the greatest team ever assembled, it would have. And if it weren't for a bad hamstring, it would have. And, you know, you're defending a guy who, like, yeah, and it's it's funny to laugh about, but, like, you're sitting there defending a guy because he, and he's, like, going to titty bars and, then playing a game the next day and dropping 60. Um, he's just not like – if he's not on your team, he's one of those guys you really don't like, I imagine. Tobes, is that true? You, 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 did you kind of hate him? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. I just don't like his style. I don't think – I just – Right, right. So, th- that's what I'm getting at. Like, and you spent all this energy protecting a guy that you knew what – like, but at the same time, it's like um, kind of like Patrick Beverly in a way. Like, I know no. – no, I I would I defended Patrick Beverly for a lot of things he did because he was it's on the, the Rockets. biggest piece of shit in the NBA. He is a piece of shit, but I knew at the, while I was defending him, I knew I was in the wrong. I know that James Harden does not play a good brand of basketball, but he's so good that it doesn't matter sometimes. And so I would defend it. And he was always like, "Man, I'm committed to Houston. I love Houston." He's kind of like JJ is on social media about the city of Houston and, and all these things. And you're like, fuck yeah, he's never going anywhere. We're so close. We're right there. And then like, and we keep doing all of these things to make him happy as like, as a, as a franchise, I'm saying we, but, um, and then he's just like up in one day, like, like literally the Russell Westbrook trade made no fucking sense, but they wanted to do it. So they did it. And then it doesn't work and it blows up and then they can't get anything because Nobody wants Westbrook or that contract. We don't have enough assets to do anything and get what he wants. When we get rid of the coach, he doesn't like anymore in D'Antoni. But, you know, you bring a new GM in because you run off Daryl Morey. And and then Tillman Fertitta doesn't help any, but either. But And then so then he just is like up in one day, like, man, fuck, fuck all of this. And he's just like such like a – and like people would find him around the city of Houston. He was just like such a piece of shit to people that he would meet. And, and it's, it's very similar to Longhorns and Herman right now. So they're like, man, Sark is a fresh breath of air. Like he actually looks like he wants to be here. He's not arrogant. He's not an asshole, which I, I think he actually might be, but, but it's like, they, it, it took him leaving them and fucking them over to be like, wow, we put all this fucking energy in protecting a guy that was a piece of shit. And now we're dogging on him. That's kind of like how Rockets fans are right now. You like will he, like, you will like James Harden within five years. You will like him again. 
for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's the greatest Rocket to ever play. Oh, no. No, because he he did bring a title. Talent-wise, yes. Talent-wise, he is. Dude, Hakeem is the best Rocket ever. Yeah. Mm, Anyways, the numbers don't back that up. The only argument you have is rings. that that's all that's the only argument I need. In, in, no. in this scenario, rings counts. Because rings it's hard. Anyway, no, rings because my favorite Irrelevant. rocket. Okay. Sorry. Regardless. He's one of the greatest rockets of all time. Fine. True. We'll yes. call him number two. Big difference. You watched him in the prime part of your lifetime. Also, also, if it weren't for injuries, he'd be number three behind T-Man. Don't care. Don't care. You watched him in the prime part of your Rockets watching lifetime. Mm -hmm. In college and through, right? Number three, you loved him before he fucked you. Yes? True. I have been through all of those things. Albert Pujols was the god to me i'm a huge cardinals fan and he actually brought you a title don't care don't care i would i would think no differently of him if he didn't bring me a title because rings are not a vow they don't it's not a metric for a player especially in baseball no no i i agree with that it's not a metric for a player but it's a metric for the memories you could argue our pools is the numbers. There's the second best player in Cardinals history behind Stan Musial, if you want to make that argument. He, I watched him growing up. I watched him through when I was most interested in baseball. And after four or five seasons with the Angels, I came around to loving him again. Because you because he was back, old and lovable? You will look back. He's That dude's like 50. You will look back. Nobody really knows how. Yeah, he, nobody does. Yeah, uh, his knees are the, the United only thing States that. Of America. Yeah. Um, you will look back and look fondly on all of the James Harden memories. And you will tell your kid one day about how if it wasn't for Chris Paul getting a fucking hamstring injury, they would have beat the best team of all time. Which it, is also will. true. But you yes. will. See, you know what hurts me is I, I still like Kawhi Leonard, but the. Mm-hmm. I have a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he we won a championship with him, but we would have won two if he could shoot free, could have shot free throws. Yeah, because we would have up, up. Was that his rookie year? That was his second year. Uh-huh. We put up four, and instead we went up three. And then Ray Allen goes and puts a dagger in my back. I was just talking about that greatest to one of my kids of today. Time. Yes, I I the greatest shot in NBA history. Y'all, I cried. I I there was tears shed that day. And I, <laughs> I would too. I would have been balling like a bitch if that Anyways, happened to me. I thought we were any really- fan base has the right to hate a player. It's the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard. It is. Because he not only left and fucked you, he sat out and said, yeah. I'm not playing for you. That's a chicken shit move. Even James Harden didn't do that. He just right. sucked. And the thing is, we still made the damn playoffs. And it's like, if we would have had him, who knows what happens. Right. And the fact that you don't hate Kawhi Leonard proves my theory. Like you will love James Harden. Well, we'll see because it, I still also, don't. I haven't come back around, but he's only been there what three years now. And I guess it's different. But I was a big LeBron fan until he went to LA, and I have not been able to stand him since. LeBron's different. It's not your hometown team, right? 
This is your team. Yeah. LeBron was a player that you liked. This is your team. Yeah. You took your fiance on one of your first dates to watch James Harden in a Rockets uniform. Wow, dude. Yeah, that- dude. In, in AT&T Stadium, dude. Really, it was a date for you. It's just right here. Hey, babe. You remember when we watched the Rockets beat the Spurs ass on one of our first dates? <laughs> did y'all hear that what'd she say she said we weren't on a date were we and i was like yeah we we were definitely on a date jordy definitely thought you were <laughs> we weren't no, dating was in the friend zone at that point no one said it was a date i don't think remember we, you said it was a date and i didn't think it was a date i thought it was because the game was good tickets <laughs> damn <laughs> tough look i'm glad That's we're not tough, live bro. right now i'm getting roasted by my fiance. So you're That's saying tough. you you used me for Spurs tickets? I never said that. That's exactly what she said. Yeah, one hundred percent. That yeah. boy went broke as fuck trying to take you to a Spurs game too. Oh well, so I told her I got him from a supplier at work. I know. <laughs> he was also calling me on the way home. Damn, dude! I hope I make it. I hope I can make it. I uh, I'm running low on gas and I'm out of money. <laughs> I That's forgot about that. Thing. Yeah, that is something I would do. Oh, shit. Okay, so now that I got that off my chest about James Harden, um, also, if the Rockets tank enough, they get a uh, fourth round pick. I mean, number four overall or lottery pick from mm-hmm. – I don't remember who it's from. Probably from oh, oh no, no, they get to keep one if it's – it's Yeah, but it's the fourth protected- round. Per- but the it's, protected pick would just roll into next year. Like, you're going to have to give that pick up eventually. Right, no, but if you tank this year, you could get Kate Cunningham. I don't think they're going to be bad enough. Not with Oladipo. They're fifth right now. Not with P.J. Tucker. They're fifth to last right now. They're well, not if Boogie keeps enough. getting tossed, we'll be, we'll be really bad. James Harden <laughs> has been worse than Oladipo this year. That's true. That is true. And Oladipo is on a contract year. Oladipo is going to ball the fuck out. Yeah, I had Oladipo in a uh, DraftKings league the other day, and he balled out. And the thing is, they can't be like, hey, man, we're not really trying to win because he's on a contract year. He doesn't give a fuck about the Rockets. Yeah, like who cares? I'm going to go get 25 and – Yeah. He's going to go ball the fuck out. He needs a max deal. Yeah. Well, with that – Let's go ahead and move on into our next segment. Tobes, we uh, upset City last week. Uh, yeah, man, there were some interesting games, that's for sure, especially in the uh, 6A D1 division. You had Southlake um, pull it out over Duncanville and then Austin Westlake get after uh, North Shore a little bit. Uh, just, just, I mean, that was crazy. I really, I, I was, I wasn't super surprised about uh, well, I mean, I wasn't surprised over either of them. I thought both Duncanville and North Shore would pull it out, but uh, hats off to Westlake and Southlake for getting the job done. Duncanville's the one that really surprised me. Um, I guess that offense for Southlake, but I mean that that defense for Duncanville is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and, the, and the offense isn't bad either. I mean that I think they were like number four in the nation on max preps. Yeah, they uh, 
I mean, I'm not for sure what they were on on max preps, but like looking at just looking at all the stats this year, I mean, every game they played DeSoto the round before that and just, I mean, you know, DeSoto has talent all over the place and they just took DeSoto to the woodshed in the uh, semi or I guess quarterfinals and then come out and uh, I wouldn't say lay an egg, but just, I guess Southlake just really took it to him, which, you know, Southlake has all that tradition over there. And so scared to play, they'll play anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't know where you wanted to start off. We wanted to go from, yeah, let's start. Let's go ahead and start there. I was going to ask you, uh, uh, are we, are we looking at a, are we looking at a potential future Texas, Texas A&M quarterback battle in the six A D one? Yeah. So before we'll, yeah, we'll answer that question first. So I do not think yours goes back to Texas. I think he's locked in with Ohio state. Um, I think, I think wishful thinking there's, there's just too much history there. Um, I don't think that I think with with everything that's gone on and him knowing the toxicity that is at the University of Texas, I just don't see him switching his commitment, especially, you know, you don't see those high. I mean, if you really think about it, when's the last time a high profile quarterback like that has switched like two or three times? You might see him switch every now and then, but he's getting into a senior year. I'm sure he's going to want to have, you know, I don't think I've ever seen one switch more than once. Yeah, and he's going to want to have his commitment locked in so he can start – because, you know, those quarterbacks are the leaders of those recruiting classes. So he's going to want to start recruiting guys that he wants to play with. And so the sooner he can really let those guys know that he's locked in, um, he's going to – you know, they're going to start coming with him. So I I, I think Quinn Ewers sticks with uh, Ohio State. Uh, the the question is, when's A&M going to offer Cade Klubnik Klub, – how do you – Klubnik. 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 The, uh, the Aggie legacy. The Aggie legacy. Yeah, both of his parents went to AM. Um, I, I don't think the AM will offer him till Jimbo gets to see him throw in person. That's just Jimbo's style. The only other quarterback, I believe, there's two, I think, that they've offered uh, the Ty Simpson kid and, and yours. No, and the, there's another one named Tevin Carter out of Tennessee. He's a, uh, he's a kind of a dual threat guy. I'm not for sure if they've offered him or if it's committable. I know that he's been to AM before and he really likes the Aggies. So we'll see. But uh and then there's another one, uh the Connor Wiegman kid out of Houston. Uh, I think we've offered, offered yet. not offered. No, not offered yet. Not offered yet. But stud uh, baseball player too. That's that's what I was about to say. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people are nervous that he's gonna go the baseball route because uh he's a top prospect there as well. I don't think he'll go the baseball route just from what his family and him have said. They've kind of said that. They kind of squashed those rumors pretty early, saying, okay. you know, he wants to try being a college quarterback. You know, draft will always be there. The other thing to consider is the MLB draft this year is not going to look like past years. Right. Still because of COVID. Like, they're trying to cut down that spending for yeah. the, on the draft. So, yeah. I think Wiegman comes to college. Yeah. I Personally, I like Wiegman a little bit better as a prospect than Klubnik, but – yeah, I, I really don't think you could go wrong either way. Both are uh, really good quarterbacks. Uh, if if we got Klubnik or we got Wigman, I, I wouldn't be disappointed in either of those. No, both great prospects. I think Ty yeah. Simpson's still the prize right now, though. Yeah, Ty Simpson's the prize. I think you're going to have to really beat out Clemson for him, though. Big time. Uh, but but back to the Southlake-Austin-Westlake game. The big storyline here is Southlake uh, coach and Austin-Westlake coach 
uh, South Lake's coach is Riley Dodge, yeah. and, uh, former South Lake quarterback, and West Lake's coach is Todd Dodge, which is his dad. Uh, I think this is one of the coolest storylines to ever happen in high school Texas high school football history. Their first son uh, for all the marbles. I mean, that's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Um, if I remember it. Uh, Riley Dodge. That's the son, right? Yeah. He's got to have moved to be coaching a school like Southlake. He has moved through the ranks like nobody's business. I mean, oh, yeah. he won state as a high school senior in like what? Oh, six. Yeah. It was, it was early two thousands. Um, I, I can't put a, a exact uh, date on it. One of my favorite memories of that, of him at Southlake though, the guy catches the snap or right before he catches the snap and they're, they're going down to score. He pulls his face mask up. He throws up, catches the snap, throws a touchdown. It was <laughs> like, it was like all time greatest high school. Oh God. Badass. Um, but back to the, back to the game. Uh, I, I watched a, I, I didn't get to catch the whole Westlake North shore game. Um, but what, from what I saw that Westlake defensive line really got after Demetrius Davis, the Auburn commit, they really made it hard for him to, to sit in the pocket and get it to his playmakers. Uh, I mean, North Shore got theirs. Of course, they have athletes all over the field. But that defensive line just really got after him all game, um, which I think is interesting. I, I wonder if they'll be able to do the same against South Lake Carroll. Uh, the person that we're not talking for, about from South Lake is uh, their running back, Owen Allen. He rushed for over 2,000 yards this year. Did you see that video of him? Uh-uh. So he, like, comes through the hole – and like there's so he's running right here and to his left is like a defender coming off of a block about four to five yards from him and then over here there's like three defenders but they're like 15 yards down the field and so instead of cutting it back right a little bit and then going up the field he runs dead ass straight at the defender three to four yards from him and just buries that guy in the dirt and then runs off to the end zone like he's running right here goes boom truck sticks the guy on the left and then boom back the other way to go to the end zone dude you yeah. gotta love that i mean he's he's a sophomore right now he's like he's about 511 190 i know that he got put in there as a freshman last year and had a couple hundred yard rushing games uh the kid's just super talented i was uh reading through 247 sports today and uh the AM site put him as one of the uh, best prospects to watch in the class of 2023 uh so that'll be interesting to see you know what what ends up of him so even I mean, next year you'll have Ewers and him, yeah. and that's going to be stupid crazy. Um, Call your shot. Like though, like we said, we ha they had the Klubnik kid or Klubnik. Dang it, I can't. I keep saying it wrong. Um, and they really they just throw it around a lot. They spread it out to a bunch of receivers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think they had they have like they have one guy that's over a thousand, and then they have two or three other guys that are right, right around the six, seven, eight hundred yard mark. And so they just they just like to throw it around a bunch. Um, if I had to if I had to pick a team to win this game, or if, if when I do pick, I'm going to take Westlake. Uh, just from what I saw from that defensive line uh, last week, I think that Westlake's going to make it really uncomfortable for viewers in that pocket uh, because North Shore has a good offensive line, and that Westlake defensive line just got after them all game. And so um, that's who I'm going to pick in my six A D one game is Austin Westlake. Nice. What, that hey, would be a bit of an upset, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean Westlake's thirteen and zero this year. <clears throat> they're they've uh, they they're. I'm trying to remember who they played that was a close game. I want to say it was. I forgot. 
Clippers. One, every other game that they played was just a blowout. I'm trying to remember who they played that was semi-close. Woody, um, obviously we're not as plugged as Tobes. Do you want to do a Kings bet on the, the weekend? With what? Just you pick a team. We'll go we'll go head-to-head head picking the games. There's a chance we push. I mean, sure. I don't know shit. I don't I mean, either. I haven't watched a single high school football game this year. I don't even get the damn channel. You can. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh well, they don't do it on the state games. I was about to say NFHS does all. Yeah, I used to watch that for my old high school team when we were in the state. They semis, weren't. But, they weren't bad this year. Yeah, they weren't. Um, the only, the only Tascosa wasn't game, bad. Really? The only the only close game North Shore or not North Shore Westlake play all year was North Shore. Other than that, they blew everybody out, man. They it was. Oh, sure. It wasn't – it was – I'll tell you, their first three games, 53 to 7, 56 to nothing, 58 to nothing, 56 to nothing, 59 to 6. I mean, it was just – it was just – they just took everybody to town. I mean – Jeez. I, I just I just think that Westlake's going to get it. I think that Westlake has, you know, their own, their own football tradition, but I bet they all – you know, being in the Austin area, you always hear Lake Travis, Lake Travis, Lake Travis, Lake Travis. And uh, I think that Westlake really just, you know – had their sights set on, hey, this is our year and we're going to make it happen. So, like I said, give me Westlake in that 6AD1 game. What did you just pick one? I'll take the other. Well, after that, I mean, I'm going to listen to Tobes. Give me the Westlake, baby. I'll take the Dragons. Okay, there you go. South Lake. I hate Dallas, but go Dragons. You like Austin more? Eh, my grandparents live there, so. Ish, round rock. And they're also the dragons. Go dragons. That would be fun. We should get Andy and Tobes and some other people and then have people quiz us and see who can get the most like Texas high school mascots correct. Oh dude, I, I'd be so good. I would be so good at that. We can't let her play because her dad's a or former high school football coach, and they would like be driving around the state and stuff. And anytime they're in the car, and he would just randomly quiz her about teams all over the state, like not even near them. And she knows just like doesn't know shit about anything else. And then it'll just be randomly like, oh yeah, they're the Eskimos or whatever, something like that. Like, yeah, like, this shit like but, that. But uh, moving on, we're going to six A Division Two. So we have the Cedar Hill Longhorns versus the Katy Tigers. Um. So everybody knows Katie football rich tradition. Uh, I mean, they're in it every year. They have their defense is absolutely loaded. They have Bobby Taylor out at corner. Malik's is it Silla? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, but he's out for this game. He's out. That's right. He's out for this game. And then at linebacker, they have a kid named Ty Canna who's a tackling. Con- that's Kanya. That's Kanye. that's that, that's the old Bohemian boys. He's got a bunch of okay. family uh, east of or west of west of him over in our neck of the woods. I gotcha. The I check gotcha. boys Kanya. Um, so that defense is salty. And then they've Katie's been running the offense, same offense for what now 20 years. I mean, it's they they get they it's just it's ridiculous. They just grind at, at you. If they if they get up on you and they're they're they you know get up a touchdown or two, it could it can make you real uncomfortable real quick because it's a it's three yards in a cloud of dust, as we like to say. Yeah. Um but Cedar Hill, they're good in their own right. You know, they have a kid named uh, Caden Salter out at quarterback. Uh, Tennessee guy, right? I think he's committed to Tennessee. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. You're right. Tennessee guy. He threw for 2,500 yards this year, rushed for another 1,000. So the kid the kid gets it done. Um, you know, I, I'd be interested to see, you know, Cedar Hill, there, there's that there's that private school there that Dion used to coach at called Trinity uh, Christian. Um, I'd be interested, granted, they get, to, they get to recruit kids, but I wonder how many of those kids that go to Trinity Christian would pl- be playing for Cedar Hill if that school wasn't open as well. Um, which, Aren't they real close to each other? Yeah, they're like super close, which the, it's interesting because if you think about it, like it's like, dang, Cedar Hill made it to state in 6A D2. And then if you add some of those kids on, like, you know, what what else could have happened? Right. Uh, I mean, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Cedar Hill this year. I, you know, I've, I've watched a little bit of Katie. Give me uh, – I'm going to go with the blue blood in this one. Give me Katie. <clears throat> that defense is just stingy right there there and uh, I, I don't think that they're going to give up a whole lot of points and I think that that running game of theirs is just going to get after uh Cedar Hill dibs on Katie I, I wanted Cedar Hill on this one actually okay I think with Katie missing uh Malik Silla I think I think they're starting a a, a, a sophomore quarterback right now um yeah they I are. like Caden Salter a lot I think he's a gamer um maybe not the biggest physical tools but he's just a damn He's a gamer, man. He he'll yeah. get after it. Um, I like Cedar Hill. What's what's crazy about Katie is uh well, I mean, not crazy. So their their leading rusher is a sophomore, and then he he went for sixteen hundred yards, and then their second leading rusher is a senior. He went for fourteen hundred. So like I said, they they ground and pound. But th- this one I think might have the uh this one might be a, a really good game. So I'll be interested. I'll, I'm gonna keep my eye on this one. Um but it you know this this is a coin flip on that one um <clears throat> let's see so moving into the 5a ranks so we have 5a division one denton ryan versus cedar park the austin schools really showed out this year and that was without lake travis getting lake travis lost in the first round so the austin schools really showed out uh denton ryan everybody i mean we've all seen the videos that 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 tight end slash defensive end whatever you want to play him they they have him listed as an athlete I don't know where he's going to play at Texas uh, Jatavian Sanders unreal absolutely unreal but uh, their quarterback is good in his own right uh, the Hennigan kid he threw for thirty six hundred yards this year and just really just they have they have this what's the guy's name uh, they have another kid out at wide receiver who's really good is it Sanders. Uh, Jatavian Sanders is the defensive Jatavian end. Jatavian Sanders, that's it. Yeah. He, no, Jatavian Sanders is the defensive end. That's right. That's right. And then the other kid is Bowman. The, Billy Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. He, he's going to Oklahoma. Uh, yep. He had 1,100 receiving yards. So they got some playmakers out there. Uh, it's not just Jatavian Sanders. They got a bunch of guys that can that can go a little bit. Um, so that'll be interesting to see uh, what happens right there. And then Cedar Park. They're they're they've been super solid all year. They got a kid, uh, that quarterback named Ryder Hernandez, and uh, he threw for over four thousand yards this year. Cedar Hill doesn't run the ball a lot. It didn't seem like uh, they 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 throw it throw it around like if you look at that guy's numbers. Obviously, you know they throw it around. They had like three or four guys like up on that thousand yard mark, um, and all their games this year have kind of like. Austin Westlake have been have been blowouts all year. They just they just been kicking everybody's butt. 
Um, which this Ryder Hernandez kid, I looked him up on 247. He has a bunch of small school offers, but also he's like a re- he's a really good baseball player. So he might end up going the baseball route out of college. Uh, he had he had football offers from like Incarnate Word, Houston Baptist, stuff like that. Oh, but, I'm definitely going MLB. Even yeah. if I'm late round, I'm, I'm doing that over the other yeah. shit. Well, but I, I don't know if he's committed to somebody maybe possibly for baseball or looking to play both in, in college. So that'll be interesting. But uh, give me the Austin schools on a sweep. I'm going to go Cedar or uh, Cedar Park with the upset on this one. Granted, I, I do live in Austin now. So, well, Cedar Park's North Austin. Right. So. You, closer to Le- your Lander's closer to Cedar Park than it is Austin. Right, right. So I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the upset. I like this one. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that Cedar Park's yeah. gonna come out and uh, get after Denton Ryan a little bit. Woody, I'll let you take it. What you want? Yeah, give me Denton Ryan. Okay. You can have, and I'll, and that's the. I'll let you take. If I lose this bet, betting on Goliath, that's fine. This is more of a chance for me to get back on the board. I have only won one Kings bet in a long time. I'm I'm on a one game win streak on the Canes bets though. Be careful. You don't want to heat me up. Turn me up one time. Turn exactly. up, so. and, and and like Woody said, it's a it's a David versus Goliath matchup. Uh, I don't know. I just have a feeling about Cedar Park and uh, the Austin schools this year. Uh, even in the the smaller divisions, I think it was four four AD one. You had Austin LBJ uh, make it to the semifinals against Lindell. And they probably should have won the game. So the Austin, like I said, the Austin schools have been showing out this year. Um, also, I'm taking the uh, Dallas school in the next game. Dibs. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to our next topic of discussion, which is Alito versus Crosby. Um, Did you see the Crosby game against Liberty That's what Hill? I was about to get. Holy shit. To, so, so Crosby. Can I, can I tell you from my point of view? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I fall. Follow like a bunch of people in Texas. I just followed the TXHSFB yeah. hashtag and I go follow a bunch of people that report scores. So that when I'm on Twitter on Friday night, I can kind of keep up around the state. And the guy that follows Crosby tweeted the score and it was Liberty Hill or Crosby up by like 30 points at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth. So There's like four touch, a four score game. Mm-hmm. And then later that night, I see the video of how it ended. And I'm like, what the fuck were they even doing in that situation? Yeah. Holy yeah. mackerel. It went to, I'll let it you to, explain it. Well, it went to overtime. Um, Crosby ended up winning 61-60. But in one overtime, right? One overtime. Yeah. So Liberty Hill goes and scores. And uh, earlier that game, one, I think it was Liberty Hill's running back, their starting running back, got, had a pretty bad leg injury. So for them to even be in the game, you know, was something – but uh, I guess Liberty Hill was like, hey, we're just going to go for it. You know, if we, we're going to win it right here, we're going to lose it right here. So uh, they, they line up in their formation. Uh, they fumble on the one-yard line going for two in overtime to lose the game. And it looked like there was a hole for them to get through to, to – Yeah, to it, it would have been close. It would have been very it, close. Yeah, it would have been close. But, I mean – Let me put it this way. They would have had a real shot at getting it. I don't know that yeah. they would have. Yeah, yeah it, 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 you just never know. Uh, closing mm-hmm. and stuff like that on the goal line. Um, uh, well, so the crazy thing about that is it was like 59 to like 20 something. And I was like, yeah, this game's over. Liberty, Holy shit. That's an ass Liberty, kicking. Liberty Hill got a bunch of onside kicks and just, they just, I guess, scored on every extra possession they got to bring yeah. back into where they could get to overtime. 
And uh, I couldn't imagine losing a game to go to state with a fumble on the one yard line. That's that would that would keep me up at night, big time. But uh, so getting back to the teams that are actually in the game, <laughs> uh, we have Alito and Crosby. Uh, Alito has Jojo Earl, one of the most dynamic playmakers uh, in the state of Texas. The dude is just freaky fast. Um, was committed to LSU for a long time. Late minute flip to Bama. Uh, we'll call that the Saban effect because earlier that morning I was heard, hearing rumblings about him flipping to AM. And then boom, at the tw- 11th hour, here comes Saban. God. Uh-huh. But uh, they have they have JoJo Earl. Um, He's the next Jalen Waddle for anybody wondering. Show, yeah. But I don't, I've heard it enough. I'm tired. Fuck you, Nick Saban. Share. The dude's and, not very and, good at sharing. And, and Alito just they, they have guys, you know, they, they have guys all over the field. People, people move. It, it's one of those towns where people move into so your kid can play football at Alito. Um, mm-hmm. the head coach, Tim Buchanan. I don't know exactly how many rings. I want to say he has five rings. He actually came out of retirement uh, as the school's athletic director to be the head coach again. Yeah. So, uh, if that says anything about that team, because most guys when they get to that AD role are like, you know, I'm do my due diligence and retire. But he was like, nope, I'm going to go in for another round. Right. Um, and then for Crosby, Crosby kind of has an interesting uh, offensive dynamic. So they they have a guy named Reggie Branch, Reggie Branch and Danique West Dunn. So they've both thrown for about 1,500 yards. They've both rushed. Well, Reggie's rushed for 1,700 yards. The Dun, uh, Danique West Dunn's rushed for about 1,000. And then listen to this. They'll even split both of these guys out wide. Reggie Branch is, has 400 receiving yards, and Dunn has 400. So these two dudes basically do it all for Crosby. Is what what I what I'm getting to. Um, I just don't think that two guys getting it done like that are going to be able to stand up to Alito. Uh, just Alito has guys all over the field that 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 get that are just ball players. Yeah. So I will take Alito in this game. I'm going to go with the favorite. Uh, I just it's hard for me to to pick against Alito, especially in the 5A D2. I'm going to take Alito because I gave you Denton Ryan, so. Yeah, I'll take the other team. <laughs> Crosby. So Crosby. Yeah, Crosby. Fuck Crosby so, uh, is, hey, I know they're not beating Alito. It's North Houston. Yeah. Do you okay. – uh, uh, Tobes, do you have the schedule that you could read off to us of days? Yeah, so, so Friday is the 5A matchups. At one o'clock, we have five AD two Alito versus Crosby. Um, that night at seven, Denton Ryan versus Cedar Park again. That's Friday, January fifteenth. Then Saturday, the sixteenth, is the D two game. First six AD two Cedar Hill versus Katy one p.m. And then for the nightcap, the main event is the six AD one South Lake Carroll versus Austin Westlake at seven p.m. All righty. I think uh, they're all going to be good games. You can find uh, it all on Fox Sports Southwest, correct? And I, yeah, they'll, they'll all be on Fox Sports Southwest. I'm, I'm excited. I, I really – this year was very weird in that, you know, usually it's like a Wednesday through Saturday deal. We have the small schools, then, you know, the medium size, then we get to that Saturday and the and the big schools play. Um, it's I, I don't know if I like it how it is yet just because – I used to look forward to that whole week and just going up to Dallas and going to see all the games, but also this is extended uh, football season. So that's never a bad thing either. 
yeah there's good and bad so yeah um yeah so that's our texas high school football preview we've had tobes on several times this year um we look forward to him taking a bigger role with us coming up next high school football season when it's a little bit normal um you know maybe having him go check out a game or something in his area and we'll all go check it out um tobes you got anything else for us Man, just look at, like I said, looking forward to the games. Uh, looking forward to the second national signing day. Uh, I know there's still some uh, big names out there to make commitments and uh, can't wait to see where some of those guys end up going. I know the Ags are looking to finish strong uh, as an Aggie. I'm hoping they're going to finish strong, um, but we'll see what happens, man. Just just ready for that yeah. uh, to get the 2021 class finished and uh, for maybe uh, that 2022 class to pop off like I think it's going to. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, mark down your calendars. I believe it's February 2nd, the next National Signing Day. I believe our buddy Andy will be doing another live show, and we'll try to get as many guests on again there. Uh, I'm sure String will hop on, uh, probably Jay, and uh, anybody else that has time will hop on, and then we'll, we'll accumulate it with the show at the end of the day to put out on Spotify. Woody, you got anything you want to talk about before we head out? And now it's time for another episode of Woody's Weird News. I got some so-so weird news if you want to hear it. God, uh, he's not here. Me. He's not here. Do I have to do it? No, it's fine. I'll just start. No, all right. Fine. This is Woody's weird news. <laughs> I have I have all this stuff saved for it. I'll, I'll so, edit it in there. This is what I come up with today. Um, the quote, this is the headline. The world's unluck unluckiest burglars arrested after pocket dialing police during robbery. So two burglars got arrested in the UK after accidentally pocket dialing the police during their crime. An officer in Staffordshire, Central England, uh, labeled them the world's unlucky unluckiest burglars. He said one of the pair mistakenly sat on his phone and rang 999, which is the emergency number in the UK, allowing officers to hear the crime in progress and ultimately listen in on their colleagues arresting the duo. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Dude, it so, feels like weird shit like this happens in England all the time. Yeah, 100%. So, like, later on in the, the like article, that, they, that, That's bad luck, mate, is, like, the, like, just all this, like, weird-ass shit happening, like, these guys so, that you know hang out at the pub all damn night those yeah. guys are the english version of the florida man later on in the yes. article yes. The, the officer basically said that there was absolutely no chance they would have been caught oh no. except for the fact that they were still on the phone when the police arrived they had no idea no Dude. that sucks it's rough now the next one is a little more interesting okay i'm here for this Oregon man tosses lit firework at woman and set, sets four U-Hauls, a hapless gas thief, on fire. So, an Oregon man faces criminal charges after police say he ignited and tossed a large firework during a parking lot spat and accidentally set four moving trucks on fire, as well as someone secretly siphoning gas from one of them. So... <laughs> 
So <laughs> karma's a bitch. Karma's a bad so, luck, man. I'm gonna paraphrase because it's kind of a long article, but basically he was in a verbal altercation with a woman, and he was driving by and decided to throw a big ass mortar like firework at her, and she was next to U-Hauls. Well, it exploded with the U-Hauls, and all of a sudden, apparently, I guess they just see this gas siphoner running away with his with all of his clothes on fire all of them and they tracked down the guy that threw the uh the fireworks and all that stuff but the last line of the article says the the suspected gas siphoner remains at large (laughs) they just got away (laughs) he was on fire and you couldn't he was on fire and he got away go to the burn unit at the hospital i mean (laughs) He said he was literally on fire. How the fuck do you get away? (laughs) What the fuck? That's interesting. That was pretty good one, Woody. (laughs) I hey, by the way, did y'all and I'm not did y'all hear about the guy that has 200 million in Bitcoin and he's he he lost his password to be able to like get into his account and he only has three more tries until he loses it forever. Oh my god. I'd hire a tech firm to figure that shit out. Yeah, I would be like, y'all can have half of it. There's like there's a story about a kid who, you know, because when we were growing up, Bitcoin was nothing. It was yeah. like a hundred dollars or it was like a dollar for a hundred Bitcoin, you know. And there's a story about a guy who bought it, you know, to buy a game or some shit, you know, whatever, or porn at that point, who knows? But and he had some left over because you had to buy it in like 100 Bitcoin increments. Yeah. And he ended up with like, he remembered when it all blew up. He was like, I still have Bitcoin. And he logged on and he had like $850,000 of Bitcoin just sitting there. God. Fuck you, man. I'm hoping that happens to Dogecoin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. be a very rich man. Yeah. Everybody wants the next one. Or, or we could just get this podcast off its feet and then we could all just have fun and not give a shit how much money we make. That's true. Because we're all we making make good dash money. Coin. Dash coin. Dash coin. That's dash what I'm talking about. If you would like to get in on the ground level of dash coin, hit us up. <laughs> you can Fucking use dash, dash coin. coin. You can use dash coin to get VIP access. You can use Dash Coin to uh, buy our Dick Arman shirts, and uh, you can pretty much use da- Dash Coin for anything you want. Just let us know. Dash Coin, it's gonna be a hot commodity. All right, IPO's coming out soon, so get it while it's Let's hot. It. Uh, limited availability, real uh, su- supply demand kind of deal here. Oh yeah. Well, hey, do y'all have the, y'all have y'all's other guest about to hop on, right? No, no, he he he's uh, hopping off, but I I gotta cook dinner, so. Yeah, get the word, bitch. Oh my God, she's just shitting wow. all over you. Language. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of editing to do on this podcast to make it look like your fiance loves you. This is this is a kid show. <laughs> yeah, shit. I don't know. This might be the one that pops off because we get all these feminists on our show. Like, yeah, you tell them what's up, little lady. Like, yeah. I don't know how they're gonna talk. They probably- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch the second half of Aggie basketball. Hopefully, we're not getting beat too bad. It was oh, we down eight. We were down eight earlier. Hold on, let me get a score update real quick. Oh goodness. Hey, also, do y'all play Monkey Knife Fight? Hop off after that. 
We're losing by we <laughs> no. 19 points with three minutes left in the first quarter. Gosh. Jesus Christ. Y'all need to go play Monkey Knife Fight. No free advertisements. Play Monkey Knife Fight. It's fun. It's all prop bets. No free ads. Oh, I have I have heard of it. Yeah, I, I have heard of it. Yeah. Monkey okay. Knife Fight. Already, boys. Is it like it's offshore fun. betting? I don't think so. I mean, they pay me out all the time. Yeah. All right. But anyways, Tobes, thanks for joining us. Woody, I'll see you next week. Uh, Looking forward to getting Aaron Torres on the show next week. And with that, see you on the other side. Take care.